All right, Bill, let me ask you a question. All right. Do you think Wiley Coyote ever will catch the Roadrunner? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you would think after all those years of trying and trying that he would finally figure out a way from Acme to make the, uh, the catch. But, but I feel like he uh, probably won't learn from his mistakes and will be forever this is a long, to catch the Roadrunner. That's a really long answer. The answer is no, then. You could have uh, probably said that in less words. I could have, but I like to talk a lot. So that's Bill. My name is Aaron, and this is our podcast. We're going to talk about some things, and it's going to be fun. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. We're going to jump in to this here podcast. Each podcast, I'm going to ask Bill some question that's kind of stupid and ridiculous that he doesn't uh, know that I'm going to ask him. And I'll try to give a ridiculous, stupid, and long answer. And his wasn't very good. He went on blah, 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 something about blah, blah, blah. So well, hopefully, he asked me a real question. Yes, I gave him a real answer. So today we're going to talk about the church. The church. So, Bill, we're just going to jump right into it. The question we need to talk about first is, what is the church? Yeah, it's a tough question. I think people struggle with that a lot. I mean, a lot of people think of it as the building where they go on Sunday or whatever. But that's not the church. I mean, we know that's not the church. What do you mean people struggle with it? Oh, because I think think it's hard to to put in their minds what biblically the church is. Because our culture culture makes church to be an institution or a building. Yeah, I agree that a lot of people would call the church a building. You know, like they say... I'm going to church. I'm going to the church. Um. Well, I don't like join the church. I mean, it's, it's like it's some club or some some group or some organization that you that you, you know, put membership in that you go to, you attend. I don't know. I, I think that it's, it's hard for them to, to realize biblically what the church was. And, and I think our culture doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. It's definitely in America. America. Don't, don't make fun of America. I'm not. That's just a funny way to say America. Okay. Uh, it's definitely a building where probably in different cultures where Christianity is um, frowned upon or even illegal. There's no such thing as church name building go to to go to kids choir or whatever. You know, they just right. meet people's home in secret. So. Yeah, I mean, biblically, it's, it's, the, it's the body of Christ. It's the people. It, it's those who have a relationship with Jesus. We are the church. You and I are the church. Those that are listening to us that are Christians are the church. That, that's who the church is. The church is a who, not a what. The church is a who, not a what. I like that. That was that's good. what I think. That was good. Yeah, every now and then. Did you practice that before? No, I just, just kind of came. Have you ever said that before in your life? Christian or the church is a... Who, not a what? It's hard to know. I say a lot of things, so it's hard to know what I've said in my entire life. But I didn't plan to say that. So would you say that you're, like, this is my point of view of what the church is. I would say it's a who, not a what. Yeah, I mean, that's a simple answer, short answer. I would probably say a lot more words because, as you say, I say a lot of words. You do but, sometimes but say But I think that's a, a simple, short answer, yeah. I think what I would say the church is, I mean, I agree that it's a who and not a what, but 
and say that, you know, the, what I see a lot is the church is considered, like, like you said, an institution, but sometimes like it's like a club, you know. But in a sense, I guess it could be in the sense that it's a group of people with a common interest that, I mean, anyone can be a part of the church, but in the eyes of Jesus, to be a part of the church, you have to be his disciple and you have to go through some things to choose to follow him. But I feel like the, the church is a group of people that are not just to who, but also a group of people with a common goal and mindset. I agree. I think it's like what I would use maybe a community. I mean, it's, it's that community of both. If community means sharing like values, sharing like vision, sharing like purpose, then, then I think the church is a community. It's not just, it is one person in the sense that we are the church, but it is bigger than just me, it's bigger than just you, it's, it's us collectively, it's not just us in the United States, it's, it's us uh, that know Jesus Christ around the world, so it's a collective body, but it is still, I, I still think it's a who, it, 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 it's, it's a plural <laughs> Like a grammar lesson, it's a plural who, but <laughs> but it's not it's not a what, but it is more than one person. Yeah. So if you aren't aware yet, Bill is older than I am. Bill, well, I'm is, a lot older than. Andrew Bill is somewhere between the age of 100 and uh, 48 years old. That's true, and and Aaron is a lot cooler than I am. On the cool scale, he's like you know 10 plus and. I, uh, I occasionally can see the cool scale from, from where I stand. So, for you when you were growing up, you grew up going to church, right? Like, were or, I going to church? Like, did you grow up going, like... Some of the time, not all of the time. As a teenager, elementary school, age, was church a priority in your family? Um, probably when I was a teenager it was. I would say it was, it was not necessarily until then. So, what was your perspective of what the church was? As a young age? person? Yeah. Because you're old. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, it's hard to think back that long, but probably not too different than a lot of people. I mean, it was it was probably before I really studied very much. It was probably a it was probably the the group, the building. It's where I went. It's 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 the people I met there. That's what it was. It's what I did there on Sunday. And that was church. Um, it was probably until I was an older teen that I began to see the the definition of church a little bit differently. Interesting. See, I always grew up going to church. Like, I can't, I can't remember a time when going to, I say going to church. Like, like and we're trying to talk about like the church isn't going somewhere. The church is the people going to worship, to worship with that church. You can worship anywhere too. So we, our whole way of looking at it yeah. is a little skewed. I think going to a worship service, being a part of a, a body of believers that we call the church. That was every Sunday. That was a thing. Right. And so to me, like. It was the church is a place. I didn't really think of it as a. I mean, I was probably taught that, and it's probably in my mind somewhere. But the church was a place, wasn't a body of believers until going to the best Bible college. You went to in Saint, Joplin, Missouri. You went to St. Louis Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I said, here I said best Bible. Did you go to Central or St. Louis? I said best Bible college in Joplin, Missouri. If oh, you were to let oh, me finish. Yeah. That's not true. interrupt me. Yeah, when I went to Bible college, it became more of an understanding. So different generations probably view the church in different ways, and I could speak more about my generation, obviously, and you'd speak more on yours, but we both could hit from the hit hit on both. 
feel like the my generation, like the millennials and even the younger generation, Generation Z, I feel like church is less and less of a, a status thing. I feel like maybe your generation was, it's like, we're we're family, we go to church, and that's who we are, that's a part of us. I think, I would say for, for us, and I, I want to ask you about you're the one who leads yeah. your train of thought, but for, for people of my generation and older, I mean, it, it was it was how you express your faith. Uh, it, 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 right or wrong, and, and there's some right to it, I think, but there's some wrong to it as well. But but that was how you show, demonstrated that you were a Christian because you went to church, and, and it was important to be there. And whether you did anything else or not, you were in church, and, and that was a way to identify and express that you belonged to Jesus. Now, I don't think it necessarily... I don't necessarily think my generation or older always was comfortable talking about a personal relationship. I don't know that we were always comfortable talking about that in, in, in a way that they, people do today. I think that was a little bit... Uh, it's probably still a little bit awkward. Um, but it, it was it was about a sense of loyalty. It was about a sense of obligation. It was about a sense of this is who you are, so this is what you do. But I don't see your generation responding that way. No, I don't think like... I think it's... Yeah, it's like we go to church. That's who we are. That's our that's our status. I I've ch- I checked the box off. Like that's what I, like. Okay, I have a successful life. I have a good job. I have a nice house. We go to church. But my generation's more like. I don't care about checking that box, and I'll have spirituality in some other way, shape, or form. You know, which is, I mean, me as a Christian, I want all people to know and love Jesus. But I but I also it's it's like the hipster thing. It's like the hipsters, if you're familiar with hipsters at all. I'm not totally sure what a hipster is. But a hipster is basically Steve Urkel, but now where you're a nerd and it's it's funny. But a hipster is just like you go against the grain and I guess each generation has a different title for the person. I mean, hippies back in the day or whatever. But like, it's more hip to just be like, you know, I just have my spirituality and I don't necessarily need to be part of a body of people or go to a church building to be a part of the body of Christ. And obviously each generation so far in the American culture in the 20th and 21st century, less and less are being our disciples or followers of Jesus. And so I, I agree. I, I, I like what you said. And, and I, I see it a pendulum swing. I mean, I see it, my generation and older, um, really committed to attending church, but maybe not as, as, as committed as, as far as expressing faith in a personal way, at least being uncomfortable with that. And then the pendulum swinging to where I feel like, and I want to speak for your generation, but I feel like they're very comfortable with personal faith, and they almost want personal faith um, in place of sometimes a community or a collective faith. I mean, they're, they're more apt to skip the community and claim that they have a personal relationship. I, I wish there were some way that we could find the sweet spot in the middle. Yeah, the I don't have to be a part of a group of people to do this. I mean, which is a thought, but it's not biblical whatsoever. You know. I don't think either one. I mean, we need to have we need to be comfortable talking about a personal relationship with Jesus, and it's not a matter of have to go to church, but we ought to want to. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like anything. You know, if 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 you want to do something be a part of something whether it's a club you know you want to get in better shape if you want to eat better like there's certain things you have to do to make it happen and for some reason in christianity it seems the more and more it's been like well i don't really have to be 
a part of, I don't have to go to worship every week, or I don't have to be a part of that to be a part of the church. And you're right, you do not. You don't have to. But you should want to. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to. And I, I've often said to myself, man, I wish I could put myself, because I'm a pastor, I'm a youth minister, like I work in the church. I did not know that. You didn't, but everyone listening might not. Oh, there um, Like, I wondered what it's like to be outside that shoes. Would I be that person would be like, you know, we're going to go to church, like I, I work at a whatever I have a business job I don't work in the church like what I have that mindset thing I want to go to worship every Sunday because it's what's important it's what helps grow my faith I would hope so but I'm also well to me I look at it too and I agree with what you said we want to not only for what I can receive and how I can grow and how I can be stronger in my walk but it's also a great opportunity for me to be useful to somebody else and to be encouraging somebody else I mean I, I think that matters and, and I, I want to be able to do that too. Um, but in order to do that well, I also have to be able to talk comfortably. Um, you know, it used to be, it's going to change, I don't know if this would change our topic or not, but it's true. There was a time a long, several years ago that I was very good at inviting people to church. I would be inviting people to church all the time. But I would not as easily want to invite them to talk about Jesus or to talk about you know Jesus Christ in their lives. Now, over the last you know several years, that's kind of changed. I've really tried to make a point to talk to people about a relationship with Jesus, particularly people that are in my age bracket, because we're very comfortable talking about going to church, but we're less comfortable talking about personal relationship with Jesus. And I've tried to change my vocabulary a little bit for for my sharing, but I kind of think. There needs, I still think there needs to be the sweet spot, but we seem to not hit Well, I think there. that's a problem I see that in church culture, it's the idea of like, and I think it's it's okay to a sense, but like just being like inviting someone to church is, is a good thing to do. It's good to invite someone to church. It's but not bad. But the idea, unfortunately, I think what's happening more and more is like, okay, we invite someone to church, like, come hear my preacher or hear our worship or we got great children's ministry programs or teen, whatever, you know. Those are good things, and yeah. we do hear at FCC, by the way. But the idea is that, like, just inviting someone to church is fine, but, like, talking to them about Jesus is so more important um, in the sense that, like, we're, we, like, as a church goer, it's like the idea that, okay, I'll invite them and then the leadership of my church takes care of the rest. Which is like, that's part of a church leadership to do those things, to help shepherd people. But it's like, I think, and it's probably partly minister's fault too, that we're not preparing people enough to have those conversations with people about about Jesus as opposed to just inviting right. them to come to a church function. I think we have to get comfortable talking about relationship with Jesus. But I'll also add too, I think we, particularly with younger people, we, we need to get a little more comfortable talking about why you should want to come to the community to worship with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's a tougher conversation with them mm-hmm. than it is to talk about Jesus. Because they'll want to talk about their personal relationship, I think. But I don't know that they'll want to hear that they ought to, ought to want to be a part of the community. I think that's a harder message for yeah. them. And I think with a younger generation like I mean, I'm a selfish person. Most every, I mean, I get tired of hearing. Well, I think like, everybody's selfish. So. No, I hate. I hate hearing it's like, well, the millennials are just more selfish. Well, it might be true, but every gener- every human being has. I think every human being has selfishness to, to it, and the idea is like, we come to church with the idea of, and this isn't some new thing. I'm not going to rock your world with what I'm about to say. Is that like, 
well, the music wasn't good this day, so I don't like it. It really didn't fit me. It wasn't for me. It didn't. That's not what I wanted to hear today, you know. And, like, I look at the book of Acts in the early church. It's like these people got together at homes and, and like, loved each other. I don't think it was ever in the book of Acts about what they did. It was about what it what being in a relationship with Jesus did to them. Yeah. <laughs> it and wasn't I, what they did. Cause I think they were transformed. Yeah, and I feel like they more or less got together just to encourage one another. Like, it was good to be encouraged. I mean, it's a different setting at a different time with, with persecution and stuff like that. Well, but they, they, were, they were taught. I mean, they were challenged. But, but they celebrated transformed lives, I, I think. I mean, it wasn't what they did and how it affected them. It's what Jesus, knowing him, did to them, if that makes any sense, in yeah. my mind anyway. So here's where you have to have to have all the answers, because you have. A, Bill has all the answers. You need to answer something. Bill's got it. I, so. I don't. I don't have all the answers. I hardly even know all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Is I don't think I don't think the church is in a bad place in America. I don't think it's in a great place. I, I get a little bit frustrated with those who want to tear down the church, particularly in our country. He's got some specific people in mind that we disagree on, but we won't get into that. No, 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 no. I just think that the church is the bride of Christ, and I like this analogy. I didn't make it up, but I like it. I, anybody can, you know, can, you know, throw mud on the bride of Christ. It doesn't take any great skill to do that. And and yeah, the church is not perfect, but it is the bride of Christ, and, and a lot of people tear it down. I don't want to join my voice in that. I like to see the, the church improve and do better, but but she is a. a a wonderful um, creation of, of Jesus Christ that has impacted the world for generations and continues to impact the world. And even in the United States, as perfect as the church may be, um, I think that she does a great job. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not interested in bashing the church. I always want to improve, but I'm not interested in bashing the church. I don't know where you're going to go with that. That's that was pretty I good. Went. I just think, like, the abilities of people in living out their faith in the church has become more difficult in the sense that we've kind of made this idea of what church is to just go and just go, just go to something and you get something and that's it, where there's so much more to be in the church. And, you, I, th- I'm sorry. and I think that's what needs to the ultimate shift is it's it's more than just showing up on something a Sunday morning or a Saturday night or something out throughout the week but it's living it out throughout the week like I feel like there's a lot of that's the disconnect in the church in America I feel like why do you, why is that so hard for people to live out what uh, they profess on Sunday why is it so hard for them to live out what they profess on Sunday I, mean, I don't know the hearts of everybody obviously I know my heart and I think the busyness of life would probably be one thing, just jobs, families, um, hobbies, whatever, takes up so much of our time. And I think we've made a, a point to say it's okay to be busy and not focus on those. And those people, and people, like I said, I don't know the hearts of people. I see lots of people who are busy throughout the week living like Jesus and being like Jesus. But Yeah, not, I mean, I'm not trying to say we should be I don't think I don't think it's the majority, though. I agree with you. I think we tend to compartmentalize too. Yeah. I mean, I have my 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 religious 
bucket, if you will, my, my faith bucket, which I live my Christian life, and then there's the recreation bucket and the work bucket. Yeah. And the buckets don't really ever overlap. And I don't know why you're using a bucket, but it's cool. I don't know, because it came to me. Maybe <laughs> if you get old enough, you're ready to kick the bucket. You're say you're ready to kick the bucket, that's what I was going to say. I guess, I don't know. But I think that we, we keep things separate, and... I, I, I look at the church. I don't. I don't think they kept their faith separate from any other part of their lives. Yeah, it was all together, all wrapped into one, like one pretty yeah, present. I, if you know Jesus Christ, it can't help to cope, to affect every part of your life. I think. Yeah. I don't always do that, but I think that's what ought to happen. Yeah. So I. I just feel like if we can make that connect, where, where, a follower of Jesus in church isn't a Sunday thing, but. A, everyday thing I feel like the gospel has a lot of a lot of weight and momentum behind it then and getting out to people I agree I think it'd do a couple of things I think it would it would change people's weekly lives and make them a little bit more purposeful and probably uh, in some ways I won't say easier because I don't think it'd be easier but I think it will be more meaningful purposeful and meaningful but I also think it would help make Sundays significant because Sunday becomes a day when you celebrate what you've been doing all week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. You think Jesus today, if, like, I always wonder about this question, you know, like, when Jesus was on earth, there were the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees and Sadducees and here you see and said you see those uh, those last ones are made uh, up. I can't like the history when they came to being. But What's the other one? Like anyway, the, anyway. The scenes uh, and the zealots. Yeah, like... Who would those people be today? Because I have one of them, like, would Jesus look at me and say, you're a brood of vipers? I think the Pharisees were people that were passionate about taking uh, God to the average everyday Jew and trying to make sure that they understood that they needed to obey the law. And uh, I think they were, we, we put black hats on them now looking back, but in, in their day they were probably the, the good guys. But they missed something pretty important. Yeah, but Jesus didn't say they were the good guys. No, because they missed the relationship with him. They were so locked into what they thought was right that they missed what was really right, right in front of their eyes. So there's probably not necessarily people that, I mean, there might be people like the Pharisees where they were about following the, the rules instead of a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I would agree. I think if, 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 you're, if you're a church membership or if you're, if somehow or another the focus is on you doing something, whether it's attending church or you know, keeping the Ten Commandments or being a good person or giving an amount of money, if the focus is on you, you probably don't have it right. Because the focus was on the Pharisees and their righteousness, and Jesus said that was meaningless. If the focus is on Jesus, you probably got it right. Yeah. I mean, I get, I hear stories and it bugs the junk out of me. Can you say that on a podcast? I can say whatever you want on a podcast. I guess you can't, because you did. You can, uh... I can, don't... He's here to give me on a tangent. There's plenty of podcasts that <laughs> vulgar, vulgar language. I said, what I, I, I say, junk, a, I asked bugs, question. bugs the junk out of me. Anyway, with the legalistic of, of things with people and, um, gosh, just uh, you, if you don't follow this rule, you're out. If, you know, And I get it, but at the same time, it's like, no, I don't get it. It's dumb. The legalism is bad. And yet I, I can't defend in any way I also think the other side happens too and oh yes we're, oh it's cool do whatever you want whatever you want we're going to love you anyway and, and we should love people I, I, but I struggle with the fact that we could 
we could. It's in my mind sometimes love people right into hell. <laughs> yeah. But I ever tell them the truth. How are we gonna? How are we gonna get them to see Jesus Christ? I, I don't know the answer to that. Again, I'm looking for that sweet spot, but I don't know that culturally we found it. So back to I feel like we took a long circle to get back to some question I asked that never got really got answered. You oh. pulled a you pulled a politician move and. I don't recall the, the, even the question. But my question I was going to get to was, like, what does, what's what's going to be, the in your mind, the thing to do to help the church really be the church? I guess in my mind it, it is when people really begin individually and collectively begin to focus on Jesus Christ and, and living for Him, whether it be my personal life, whether it be as a church, if the focus is on Jesus, then I'm probably in the right spot. But I think sometimes we don't focus on Jesus. So should I just, to focus on Jesus, should I just squint really hard and, and clench my fist and go, uh, Yes. That's is that focusing on Jesus? That's what you should do. Because as you say a lot, like, I, what's that mean? What's that look like in the life uh, of, of good Bill, go. Joe, Larry, Mary, and uh, Phyllis? I think what it means is that um, you really do have to, uh, I have to in my life, order my priorities around what does Jesus Christ want me to do with sometimes a sacrifice of what I'd rather do and it's also it's, as a church it's keeping um, reaching people for Jesus and, and growing people in Christ foremost not not getting sidetracked by other issues that are less important um, I, I, I think it is a matter of reordering priorities it's a matter of honestly checking heart and making sure that you're not playing a game because you can fool a lot of people, you know. But if, if you and your heart, and God knows your heart, whether you're really legit or not, and, and if, if you're not, then you're wasting your time and probably is. So I mean, you got to be legit, and I think you got to be honest, and I think you got to be allowing Him to to set your priorities for your life. That's probably as plainly as I can say. Yeah, like we said, set the priorities for your life. I feel like if you think about your life and you put you know the list down and put all the things you're involved in and you do like would Jesus want me to spend this much time doing this like would for like Jesus want me to spend this much time working out would Jesus want me to spend this much time with this person would Jesus want me to spend this much time doing this hobby you know and then take that inventory time and like because it's not it's not wrong to work out it's not wrong to have fishing as a hobby but no nope. it's like if that's Look at the time. Does I it, think Jesus can be honored in all of that. Yeah. But it is an issue of is Jesus number one or not? Is, are you really serious about that or are you not? Joe Dirt once said, Rule number one. Joe Dirt is a great philosopher. I'm number one. Rule number two, the crocodile's number two. That's, uh, I do not understand at all. But so I, for I us, point. rule number one is let's make Jesus number one. Rule number two, Put everything else below that. It has to be, in my mind. Well, the church isn't a building. Nope. It isn't a what, but it's a... should be a who. A who. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, to finish this out, give you a devotional thought, is in the book of Acts, in the New Testament of the Bible, in, Acts, in chapter 2, it talks about in the last verses, like 42, 43-ish, what the early church did. And for you listening, and I mean Bill and I could do this too, is look at those verses and see what the church did and think to yourself, am I doing that? Am I 
serving? Am I worshiping? Am I learning from the disciples' teachings and Jesus' teachings? Am I being that type of church? And it's not to say, oh, I'm doing a terrible job, but say, I could probably do a better job. So think about that this week, this today, for an hour, whatever, any amount of time. So hey, It's been fun. I have enjoyed this first podcast here, and hopefully we get to do some more. We'll see. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. Um, don't forget your car keys when you leave the house. That's a good, that's a right. good lesson for Aaron every time. I lose my keys all the time. Till next time, see you later. <laughs>